schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 22, TCU. And we always have to start the episode where WVU plays at TCU. We always have to start with that court. That's that's how you want to do the court, huh? But that team won. The TCU Horn Frogs defeated the West Virginia Mountaineers 76-72. But I would argue if you watch that game with the sound off, with no uh with no scoreboard, and you just watch the game and then and you're not really and you're asked not to really pay attention and try to keep track of what the score is, like you're not being a scorekeeper at home and you watch that game, if somebody said, all right, how, how much, what do you think the score was? You would say, well, the team that's not in blue, in navy blue, that team won by 20 points. And then you say, nope, they only lost by, they only won by four. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. I don't know what you do with that. Uh, because West Virginia did not have good energy tonight. They had very little energy. And there was not a true moment in the game at any point of the game where you felt like WVU was going to have the energy to win the game. And Mike Miles didn't play, and Mike Miles is really good at basketball. Um, But those other guys are really good at basketball too. And... Eddie Lampkins out there, he wasn't supposed to play, out there uh, like limping, but contributing to his team, had great energy. And uh, that that team with the better energy at home won. Listen, West Virginia won a road game last week in conference. That's the one road win in two seasons. So to think that they're going to win two road conference games in a row when you say, well, how many did they win before the one last week uh, in two seasons? Zero. Hmm. It just doesn't add up, right? So this was not a must win. I had a bad feeling about this game, even with the injury to Mike Miles. And it's just West Virginia coming off a good win and TCU coming off of a loss and coming home. To me, that's without watching the game. That was how I read this one coming in. And then when you're watching the game, this is kind of a thing that's happening to WVU in second halves. This is not the first time where the the team, regardless of what has happened in the first half, in the second half, the team West Virginia is playing, West Virginia is playing defense, and yet the other team seems to score every time. <laughs> It just felt in this game, not the first time that this has happened this season, it just felt like TCU didn't miss. And what made this one worse is that they weren't missing because they were shooting it really close to the basket. 
like extremely close. Speaking of, this is not the first time I'm going to read the shots that TCU made their field goals in the second half for effect. Layup, 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 three, layup, jumper, dunk, layup, jumper, layup, dunk, layup, layup. So the word I used most there was layup. And dunk was said a few times. Free throws were mixed in, but those were the field goals. And that and they actually did that when they when they played in Morgantown, TCU, a bunch of layups. But also in the first half, West Virginia was up by 15. So if you're up 15 and the other team seems like they can't miss, you've got a better chance to win because, you know, you're up 15. And the big stat differences between the meeting in Morgantown and the game tonight on that ridiculous court was West Virginia like really did a good job rebounding and out rebounded TCU. I don't even I think TCU had 18 rebounds in the Morgantown game. This one was pretty even. And so no advantage there. TCU's not good at making threes, but you don't if you make all of your layups, if you shoot layups and make them, <laughs> then you don't have to be good at shooting threes, right? And WVU played just with very little energy. And and I told you it, it showed up more defensively. But this was not fun to watch. And what's weird is it wasn't fun to watch, and yet West Virginia was trying to make the game last longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, technically, I guess I would say if you're fouling – with six seconds left, down five, then you have math that I'm unfamiliar with on how you can pull that one out. Because even if the team misses both free throws, you've got to, in five seconds, make another basket, preferably make a three and get fouled, I guess. I guess that's a scenario. I guess what West Virginia was doing and talking this out is that when you foul with six seconds left, down five, you hope the other team misses both free throws. Then you get the rebound and draw a foul while shooting a three. You make the three, and then you miss the foul shot on purpose, make the putback, and I guess you have enough time for that, and you can take the game to overtime, of which nobody wanted. Nobody for WV. It's a weird part. The body language said, get me out of here. The actions were, we need to keep playing because if we keep playing, maybe we'll have a chance to win. It, they just didn't, they just didn't sync up. You know what I mean? One both things shouldn't be true. And it wasn't a fun watch, but also not a stressful watch. Did not have a, a good feeling about this one. For pretty much, I would say midway through the first half, on through to the rest of the uh, to the to the rest of the game, and it wasn't just not stressful for me. I don't think it was. It didn't look stressful for the Mountaineers on the court, the Mountaineers on the bench, the coaches on the bench. I mean, I point to late second half. Emmett Matthews, who's been struggling, gets a few points here late in the second half, including. A, a drive on the right side, gets past his guy, dunks the ball, 
gets fouled. That sounds exciting, right? That's uh, that sounds like, hey, let's build on this. Let's get excited. We're down, but that's gonna, you know, this will get us back into it, right, guys? No, Emmett Matthews, the guy who dunked it, did not seem excited about that. The guys on the floor, another day, you know, just another offensive possession. <laughs> what happens next? Are, are, I guess you're shooting a free throw, right, Emmett? Just very little reaction. You cut to the bench. It was borderline golf claps. It was border like acknowledging it, like everybody saw it. It's not like they um, were waiting for somebody to say – nobody said hold your applause. It wasn't that vibe. It just was – ah, well, okay. All right. Like in a game where in theory <laughs> it's not all the way lost, it's close enough that you in theory could get back into this and have enough time, the energy did not – there should have been better energy on that play, and there was no energy. And then a little later, Eric Stevenson scores five in a row, cuts the TCU lead to six. TCU makes one of two on the other end, so seven-point lead. WVU has the ball. Eric Stevenson does a cross-court pass to Pat Sumnick, and Pat Sumnick drives – to the right, floater along the baseline, hits the side of the backboard, and TCU on their next possession from the jump in that in that zone that Bob Huggins got a couple of stops with, uh, that matchup zone. Uh, this, and I told you all of the field goals made, a lot of them layups. This one from the jump, TCU has the ball up top. It looks like Emma Matthews is looking for Guidance, I don't know, but as he's looking, the TCU guy gets behind him. Three or four passes later, it gets to a TCU guy laying the ball in. It it looked like TCU was playing against a scout team. On that possession, there was probably other possessions where West Virginia looked like that defensively due to the, you know, whole lack of energy. And that's in their road win last week. You know what happened early? Very little energy, down 8-0. And Bob Huggins was able to do the hockey line change, and the bench guys gave energy. And tonight, uh, nobody had the energy. He couldn't find it and spoke about that fact after the game in his in his comments to, to Tony Caridi. Um, and so it – that all of that happened, and yet in the it's just one metric, but in the Ken Pomeroy rankings, WVU actually went up in the rankings. <laughs> they were they were twentieth when the game started, and then I check after with the loss reflected, and West Virginia was nineteenth. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's very deja vu. It's just a lot of information. You know, Twitter is just one avenue to get people's reactions. And, of course, after this game, you get the reactions of NIT, not a good game, not a good team, same old, you know, all that stuff. Beep, boop, beep. 
I think this team is actually better after that loss. That's Kim. That's Kim Pomeroy's computer. Uh, West Virginia's two and seven, and considered one of the in one in one computer one of the nineteen best teams in Division One basketball out of three hundred and sixty some teams. And it's just hard. It's a it's hard to understand that, <laughs> but it's happening. Uh, but again, not a must win. And thank goodness. Because if that was the energy for a must-win game, it's a prop. That that would have been an even bigger problem. Eh, whatever. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. As I'm recording this, the Pelicans have lost nine in a row. I would bet that they're going to win at some point. So you could do that on the app. So download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Can we talk about Trey Mitchell's shoes? Listen. Trey Mitchell is making a fashion statement wearing two different color shoes. And he's not the first one to do that. WVU alum Javon Carter has been known to wear two different color shoes in the NBA. Here's where I'm confused. Is that as they're panning in this evening on the broadcast on Trey Mitchell's shoes, King McClure, not a fan of that look. It looks like Trey Mitchell is wearing not only two different color shoes, but two different kinds of shoes. <laughs> it looks, it's not like same shoe, different color. It's different shoes, different colors. And I would say I'm, a, I'm an old person, so I'm not one to know the trends, how the young people dress, very comfortable in sweatpants these days. But hey, you can go one of two ways with that Trey Mitchell. I guess one of three ways. Number one, keep doing what you're doing. You did break your scoring slump tonight and had a a pretty good offensive game, especially in the first half. You could do that. Number two, you could uh, wear shoes with different colors but have the same kind of shoes, just different colors. Or three go the next level and not only wear shoes that are different kinds of basketball shoes, just wear two different kinds of shoes. You want to really stand out? Wear a basketball shoe and a loafer. Put put a snow boot on your right foot and put a flip-flop on your left foot. Is that safe? Absolutely not. It might not be safe wearing just two different kinds of basketball shoes. 
you may be messing something up there. Um, but wear wear a strength shoe on your left foot and wear soccer cleat on your on the other foot. Just take it to the next level. Do you want to do you want to really stand out? <laughs> now, is this going to be good for your basketball game? Absolutely not. Uh, it would be detrimental, and one could argue that it's detri- detrimental what you're doing now, Trey Mitchell. If they're different shoes, it's just I, I, or maybe I'm speaking out of school here, and there's a reason you're wearing two different kinds of shoes, of which I I wouldn't know that information. Maybe. Maybe one leg is longer than the other leg, and the one different shoe, maybe it's that custom for you. So just throwing out some ideas. It just stood out that it was not only a different color shoe, but a completely different kind of shoe. And I don't know. They both look like Nikes. Uh, But so consider... Consider wearing uh, on the left foot the sock you get for Sky Zone and on the other foot a Croc. You could do that too. Why hasn't Croc came? Why isn't there a Crocs basketball shoe? Is that is that unsafe? I've seen the Crocs with the adjustable strap, <laughs> the heel strap. Is Crocs working on that? Those would be some very comfortable basketball shoes. Are you also very deadly basketball shoes for you? But maybe they're maybe they're secure Crocs. I don't know. Anyways, you've got options, Trey Mitchell. It was it was brought to everybody's attention during the broadcast tonight. Uh, just throwing some ideas out there. All right. What else random thoughts? Mike Miles was wearing a Letterman jacket. Speaking of style choices, Mike Miles going old school. And what was interesting, it was a Letterman jacket. The letter was a T for TCU. And within that letter was TCU. So there was a TCU within a T. Obviously a purple jacket. So... I see you, Mike Miles. I wish you the best in your – I wish you a speedy recovery. Um, And keep on wearing Letterman jackets. I didn't notice the refs tonight. Did you notice the refs being terrible? If you did, let me know. It didn't stand out tonight. Maybe Joe Toussaint didn't get fouled there late. Maybe he just fell down. But that's just one thing I noticed. Everything else looked pretty straightforward. But I don't know. I, I just it was just nice. The game in actuality moved pretty well. There wasn't a lot of stops. There wasn't a lot of replay checks. It didn't seem like there was a ton of fouls called. It's just a nice change of pace to not only be frustrated with how West Virginia is playing, but also how inconsistent the referees are. So shout out the referees. You heard it here first. Shout out to the refs. Uh, West Virginia now at two and seven in conference. They are solely in ninth place in the Big 12. And they're only one game ahead of Texas Tech. Texas Tech got their first conference win last night over Iowa State. So they got their win at home in overtime, down 23 
in the second half and came back, got it to overtime, and ended up winning. So shout out to Texas Tech. After losing double digits at home to West Virginia, they've won two in a row. And they're still in the basement. And even if they tie WVU's record in the Big 12, West Virginia's beaten them. So I think West Virginia would still be ranked above them. But also, it got way closer. (laughs) And I don't like that. What about if you wore a Timberland boot on one foot and then on the other foot, a Chuck Taylor? What would be the, I guess, if you had two different shoes on, what would be the weirdest combination of shoes that you could safely play basketball in? Uh, I guess one could be a Chuck Taylor and one could be uh, like a, a pair of Kobe's. I think I think a Chuck Taylor, a Converse, an 80s Converse, like the Converses that, that Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were wearing in their commercial together. Those a pair of those and then a pair of Kyrie's would be probably the safest, craziest combination of two shoes. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's safe. But the other ones I mentioned, I feel like they're absolutely not safe. This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. You know how it works. Call 304-416-3631. Here's a sample call that you could make to Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. Hello, Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. Hi, I'm Josh Witt. Guess what? I've got Voltron, all of the Voltron, all put together, and I've got the individual pieces. Do you want it? Great. Uh, and you'll give me cash? See? And, and scene. So definitely with your Voltron, with your comic books, with your action figures, with your collectibles, call that number. Have your conversation with Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles and get cash. Also, you can go out and about February 3rd through the 5th, Parkersburg area, Grand Central Mall. Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles will be having a card show and collectible show. So they'll be there at the Grand Central Mall. Be with them February 3rd through the 5th. Check out what they have. Freeman's Sports Cards and Collectibles. The next game for WVU is Saturday, 8 p.m., ESPN2, in the Collie. WVU will play the Oklahoma Sooners. I've talked about it on the podcast. I've talked about it on social media. The remaining road games for WVU are really tough. So the path for the NCAA tournament consists of West Virginia winning all of their home games at a minimum. I would argue they'd need another road win. But at minimum, you need to win all your home games. And so here's the problem with that. And so the good news is that West Virginia is playing at home on Saturday. The bad news is the last time West Virginia beat Oklahoma in the Collie was Groundhog Day 2019. So in the sad season, the 2018-19 season, West Virginia beat Oklahoma twice, once in the Collie, 
and once in Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament. And those are the last two times West Virginia has beaten Oklahoma. You got to go back to the last decade to find Sooner wins on the basketball court. In the Collie, Groundhog Day 2019, Brandon Knapper. <laughs> the last time West Virginia beat the Sooners in the Collie, Brandon Knapper went for 25. Shout out to Brandon Knapper. Cut to this season, West Virginia lost by one to Oklahoma and Norman in a in a very close game. And so can they break through in Morgantown? Now, again, I we're back into a, if you don't believe that a four-game losing streak dooms your season, this is a must-win game. And so last year, and who decides if it's a must-win game? I, I'm not the one. It's just my opinion on, on what games are must-win games. Last year, West Virginia played Oklahoma in the Collie. It was a must-win game. It was in the middle of a losing streak. And the non-bearded Grove non-bearded Groves twin made a three-pointer at the buzzer of the first half. And I believe, you know, that shot only counted for three points. But it really sent the Mountaineers' season last season into purgatory. <laughs> One shot, I think, sent the whole season in the flames. So that's uh, that's the last time West Virginia played Oklahoma in a must-win game in, in the Collie. It didn't go well. But can they break through? Night game. Collie. Way overdue for a win against the Sooners. Can the energy be better at home? We're going to find out. I would really like for all those things to happen. The good things. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts is a good one. Maybe YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 13 wins and they have 9 losses. Yep, 13-9. Ha 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 ha.